So I don't know if this is going to become the uh, a new feature to the bike fr- uh, bike shop boyfriend podcast here. Um, I'm tentatively calling this the gravel section. Um, it could be labeled something else in the future. Who knows? Um, the clip and raw audio you're about to hear is uh, myself fitting the essential, my man Russell, uh, on his new Norco uh, Threshold C Force One. Uh, it is a carbon cyclocross platform, uh, very swish, top of the line that Norco makes, uh, just shy of their SRAM Red ETAP version. Um, it is absolutely a beautiful bike, uh, and the best thing about this whole thing is one it fits him almost out of the box to a T just remarkably well um, I was very pleased with the angles of how everything was fitting so in the audio you're about to hear is him riding the bike and uh, us getting him slightly sized up with his cleats uh, his pedals we're checking his uh, knee over spindle alignment there with a plum um, as well as his reach, uh, what his hands are doing. So when you hear me say uh, wristing up, it's really looking like uh, someone only using their wrist to lift up, say, like a glass of water is probably the best uh, visual I can give for you. So that's what I'm talking about in this uh, little series of clips here. Overall, um, Norco has put together like a great out-of-the-box package for the price. Um, At the time of recording this, I actually don't know the price. Um, it's around five grand for the bike, but with that, you're getting uh, a smoking sweet set of wheels from Easton Cycling. Um, I think it's 21 or even 23 internal rim width, so you can put on quite the substantial tire. It is a tubeless wheel set, so um, my gut feeling says the Essential will be riding it in that configuration there. Um, also, there's the Easton crank set. Now, this thing looks very similar to the SRAM sort of three-piece setup. Um, I'm actually very excited to see how it shifts and uh, performs for my man, uh, the Essential, while he's riding. So who knows how that's going to turn out. But with right now the gearing, um, I'm absolutely stoked for it, and I'm almost considering getting one for myself so heads up uh but also the SRAM force rear derailleur it is mechanical um and it shifts right now like a dream there was some slight alignment issues for the brakes because they are flat mounted uh being rid of the uh transition bracket that uh some of these older bikes will have um because it is a flush mount uh it was a little bit of a trick for the brakes to get aligned. Uh, I know from talking with the builders. So that's just the background on this particular one. We were quickly setting up uh, his saddle height and his cleats as mentioned. Um, and it was a very small bike fit. One thing to take away from all these little raw audio clips is that the uh, he will probably need a shorter stem length uh, to reduce the reach that he has just for a bit more control and twitchiness I would say for cyclocross riding uh, in a race situation but for a longer gravel grinding endurance sort of ride um, I was noticing that his back was arched just a slight bit that a slightly longer stem would benefit him uh, in the long run so stay tuned for a follow-up to uh, what I'm gonna call the gravel section so Enjoy the clips. Should almost get uh, 
high vis tape to match your shoes oh, just to yes. get the contrasting colors. Can you stand up? Uh, please, yes, shoulders width apart. just yet, so. The shoes? No, I said Well, they should. Um, the only difference between those and your Empire road shoes are the fact that the toe is slightly scooped up. So that way, if you were to run, you can actually rock the shoe because you have no flex in it whatsoever, right? So. Yeah. Uh, I just want to see your hands up here for a second. Wrist actually looks fairly straight, like you're not wristing out, like it's not up like this. Uh, if we did a normally cyclocross sort of setup, the hoods themselves go back a little bit towards you, but the bar itself might actually go down just a touch, so that way you can still get that flat sort of feeling, but you'll have that more grip for it, so. And with these like SRAM hood towers kind of thing, it does give you that extra, like a new handhold kind of thing, so good for uh, hand relief there. We'll see, let me raise it up a little bit. Uh, like the semi? Yeah, I may ask, can you put one of those spaces yet to see? Oh, we can do that. It's pretty aggressive when I get down in the drops. Yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But you do want to use those drops for like those longer rides, right? Well, you can use them for basically when it's rough or, yeah, we kind of get arrows, so. Descents. But is it because you're closing off this right here? Like your breathing is feeling restricted, obviously. No. Or how's about we actually uh, swap it out and actually flip the spacer around, so that way it does give you that little bit of extra lift. Just to see how you feel. So as you hear there, uh, there's a spinning tire uh, at the time of recording. Uh, the Essentials new Norco Threshold uh, Force 1 there is got some awesome uh, Clement. They're now known as Donnelly Cycling. Heads up. Um, it's a very knobby tire and it's on the drum of a uh, indoor trainer uh, just so that we can get it stationary fit for him to figure out satellite and all that good stuff um when you're hearing me talk about angles i am actually just checking the torso uh slash um shoulder angles so when you hear me say 80 degrees um that is relatively a short and compact sort of ride setup i did set up the bike initially for more of a cyclocross uh compact twitchiness so 
we will see uh, come springtime when uh, my man Russell there takes his bike out for the first time for a few rips, how he's feeling. If we need to lengthen things out, that's going to relax that angle a little bit more um, and probably even uh, change how he fits the bike a little bit. But other than that, I'm actually very happy with, uh, as I said before, very happy with how the bike fits him. Uh, Norco, you did a great job. Hey, kudos. There it is. So it is Super Bowl Sunday. We'll be mentioning that uh, just so you have a background as to what's all going on. Um, but it was also, and more importantly to me in a bike-related sense, and hopefully to you, uh, was the World Championships for the Men's Elite as well as uh, Men's U23 uh, Championships in Limburg slash Valkenburg, uh, Netherlands. Tremendous racing, crazy difficult looking course. It was muddy, it was cold it looked like, um, lots of splashing, the bikes looked a mess, and it was tremendous. I'm not going to give away the ending 
or spoil any of the results if you haven't uh, enjoyed any of it yet. It is on YouTube, uh, thank goodness. Um, but I was very happy with the results uh, thereafter. So uh, that's reason why this particular segment of the podcast has a certain cyclocrossy sort of flavor to it. Um, one thing I should be mentioning too about bike fit when it comes to a cyclocross setup, uh, the whole notion about slamming your stem in a bike fit slash uh, you get a bike, it's one of the things that quote you should be doing. I'm air quoting right now if you can't hear that. Um, <laughs> so if that is something that your bike shop does tell you to do or if someone is in a bike fitting situation uh, or if it's on your group ride to slam your stem I would recommend that no you should not be slamming your stem just as a general rule of thumb until you've had a fitting Um, not everyone is flexible enough for the frame size that they are riding to contort their torso down so that way they are pretty much kissing the uh, maybe their stem so that way they will actually be totally compressing their diaphragm as well as their lung capacity. Um, You just won't be able to breathe properly. Um, A secondary factor is that you are over uh, extending your your mid back as well as lower back that you can actually be siphoning off away power. Excuse me, I'm dying here. Uh, On, uh, you're siphoning off your power uh, to your pedals. So that's just one of those things that I would, when I get customers and clients coming into the bike shop and they're asking me about road bikes and cyclocross bikes, should I slam my stem? My general answer is no. Um, I always prefer to adapt the bike for that particular customer. Um, one, it just tailors the fit more for them because the pros do it doesn't mean that you should ever be doing it. Um, the reason for that is a lot of pros and I see this just by watching on TV. Um, they undersize their bikes by one frame size. I'm not saying all of them do, but I'm saying most do. Um, especially the ones that slam their stem. It's mostly for the more compact, uh, handling of the bike. And also too, you'll notice that they have a very non-proportional stem to compensate for the fact that they just lowered their body position. They need to still reach out and extend out so that way they can still breathe. So a lot of these pros, Steve Cummings is actually a great example. I believe his 54 or 56 centimeter frame actually has a 140 millimeter stem on that thing. It's a diving board off the front of his bike. However, he is a national time trial as well as road champion. But the one thing that it also does is it moves your hands forward uh, past the imaginary line of your front hub. If you go beyond and uh, reach out further in front of your front wheel, you can actually endo over top of your handlebars very easily in a certain situation if you brake too hard. So that's just one of those things. However, maybe due to uh, sponsorship, his bike doesn't fit him. So that's just one of those things that, no, you should not be slamming your stem because there's so many other variables to uh, consider and actually regulate so that way you can ride your bike properly. Just wanted to quickly uh, insert that little point into there because of the bike fitting and let's get on with the show. So maybe just to round out the whole cyclocross slash uh, gravel section of this particular 
half of uh, the podcast, um, was recently asked uh, in person this week what my own uh, gravel bike will be for our Badlands gravel battle uh, extravaganza will be this year. Um, this is actually one of those interesting questions because I actually haven't gone all in on a particular bike just yet. Um, reason being is like, you know, financials right now. Uh, I've got a few other commitments to do just before I put money down on the barrel head for a bike. Um, but one of them is actually uh, giant is reaching out and uh, I have to thank them for that. But also, uh, they're also starting something called uh, Start Your Own Rad Venture. Uh, play on adventure, of course. And they are sort of trying to encourage people to sign up for gravel grinding and adventure riding and bike packing, what have you. Um, I'm actually very excited that uh, the social media, whoever is doing it uh, on their side, is. Um, actually reaching out and uh, trying to get more Canadians uh, to ride their bikes on non-paved roads, to be honest. Um, so kudos for them for doing it. I am filling out the form to participate in that. So that might actually dictate who I pick up a bike from because you never know, they might not appreciate uh, me riding some other brand's bike and promoting their cause and that gives cross-conflicting bike promotion all at the same time. Um, having said that, I would be very interested in riding a TCX SX uh, for the coming year. I would be doing some extensive modifications to the out-of-the-box setup, uh, primarily uh, just the overall crank set would be getting a bit of a uh, upgrade. It is a SRAM Apex crank set on the outset, so I would be swapping that out to something a bit more robust. Um, not to say that the Apex isn't robust, I just want something maybe a little bit lighter. That's probably the right phrasing I should be saying. Um, and that Easton uh, cycling one that is on my man Russell's bike is very sweet. So I am kind of itching to get one of those. Um, but I'd be very much uh, also considering getting a power meter um, that is a rival based, uh, maybe a Quark D0 power meter just so it's all crank based um very simple very effect effective and efficient um another thing too is uh just the sheer endurance side of things um i do want a bike that can fit 45c tires in there and i believe it is a 40c tire out of the box as it is um and a bunch of us in this uh gravel grind project in the Badlands are going to be swapping out to the uh, WTB Riddlers and we're all kind of going with tan walls here so I think we're going to technically call ourselves uh, Team Tan Lines here just because uh, it's just appropriate I feel. So we're going to still stay tuned on that. The other option that I am looking at for bikes is the Norco uh, Search XR Apex build. Uh, it is a beautiful forest green uh, paint job on that bad boy has lots of mounts so if i do want to make it more into a bike packing rig i can do so um it does allow for me to go with a 45c tire uh the wheel set is a wtb build so that would actually be very in 
intriguing to go with. It is more of an endurance geometry, so that's also something that I would be changing. Not a lot, but significantly to uh, suit how I fit bikes. Um, but yeah, those are all up for consideration. And uh, at the moment, I have yet to make a big, big decision. So we'll stay tuned on that. And hopefully I have something to share for you. But that's going to be it for the gravel section here. And we're going to get on with the show. Cool, cool. So another highlight of the week was uh, my man Paul coming off of uh, working nights and visiting me at the bike shop. Uh, Paul is, I don't think it's his title, but I'm just going to give it to him. Uh, He's kind of the social media guru for Cops for Kids Winnipeg, uh, the True Grit ride that's coming up for 2018, where they are riding from Winnipeg, which just to remind you geographically is pretty much the center of North America, all the way down to Tucson, Arizona over the course of five days in a relay format with five other groups uh, of the team. Um, They're doing a fundraiser. Uh, Just a quick recap of what we discussed. Um, We're still trying to nail down prizes from uh, Giant Bicycles Canada actually is gonna be sending out uh, a little bit of a care package, which I'm really excited to share with all of you. And uh, we're also working on trying to get a smart trainer from Wahoo. from our friends at live to play canada uh hopefully my man tom can somewhat you know help me out on that one and uh it's all going for the children's wish foundation um something that you know what i feel very powerless that i can't help kids who are sick uh make dreams come true for them um and also get them better because they deserve that opportunity to do so And I feel that if I can maybe move my pedals or if I can help uh, spread some reach and some love to Cops for Kids and get some awareness for them, if that can make a kid better, I, you know what, it's very moving to even think about it. So um, it's all coming from a good place. So I would very much encourage all of you who are listening to uh, give them a follow on Twitter. That's Cops for Kids WPG. Um, if you can reach out, throw them a few shekels if you can, and, uh, they're going to be doing a limited, uh, I'm going to even going to call it VIP social. Uh, and for those who don't know a social, it's more of a fundraising event for, uh, a particular cause. In this case, they are reserving one great city, uh, brewing pub, um, that venue for uh, a date in March where they're going to be auctioning off various prizes from other cycling celebrities, uh, Jeremy Powers, uh, Phil Guyman, um, Leah Kirchman, amongst a host of others. Those are the only ones I can think of at the moment. And I'm going to be getting my man Paul on this podcast, and we're going to sort of spitball and do an interview uh, in the coming weeks uh, before this event just to you know, reach out and say hi to everybody and also sort of pick his brain as to the preparation of what's all going into what they're doing. I've already mentioned this in previous podcasts, but I'm just letting you know it is going to be coming to fruition. Um, but it was just also nice. The guy is Paul, I should be saying. Uh, Paul's just an awesome fellow all around and uh, very happy that this past year, one of my highlights was getting to know him, getting to ride with him and uh, also very much enthused by the fact that he is just trying to help where he can uh his community which is also one of those things that uh, as cyclists we tend to see the 
the neighborhoods and communities that we ride and live in a little bit differently than those who might be driving or walking. So you do see things differently. Secondary, he's also an amazing photographer. I'm very jealous of his camera gear. He's always uh, hinting at loaning some of it out for me and I'm very much almost embarrassed by my own personal camera skills that I can't shoot and do his equipment justice, if that makes sense. It's sort of like getting... um, Keith Richards' guitar, although Paul's not that old. Um, he'll get a good laugh out of that. Uh, but it's like getting like someone who has more chops than you, their gear for you to try. It's a lot of uh, unbeknownst pressure that I feel like I'm not worthy. So that's just a heads up on my part. I feel like I'm not worthy to actually even hold the camera. Um, so there you have it. That was just one of the recaps and highlights of my week. And I thought I would just share that with all of you. I think I forgot to do the theme music. Heck, I'm your host, Dustin, uh, a.k.a. The Bike Shop Boyfriend. Welcome to the podcast. And I think I've got a pretty good content show today. So stay tuned. Let's hit the music. So I actually had a very small week at the bike shop uh, being there in person this week. Um, That sounded very redundant. I wish I could do it over. But you know what? Let's just keep those mistakes going here. You know, it just feels more real, right? Um, Actually got to make good on the uh, Christmas gift I was given by the bike shop. Uh, We received tickets for the Banff Mountain Film Festival. I'm awful to say they're doing a world tour and they stopped in Winnipeg last night to do a screening of the juried uh, short films that they looked at and gave awards to and hopefully some cash prizes for the creators that made them. Um, I was blown away. This is actually my very first time I've ever attended this event. Um, My friend Kevin who may actually and actually Kevin got me really into cyclocross way back when I'm going to even say in 2000 ish 2003 around 2003 Kevin got me into cyclocross um the internet was very feeble in terms of how you could view it YouTube wasn't really even around just yet um in fact, YouTube wouldn't be around until about 2007, 2008, and only then it was a desktop. I don't even think I had an iPhone yet. Um, but there you have it. Kevin got me into cyclocross. Anyways, I saw my man Kevin there. He was, he's was he been telling me about the Banff Mountain Film Festival for years and years and years. Finally, my boss, uh, he reserved a certain section for all of us. There was quite a bit of turnout from the bike shop. I'm actually very proud that we did show up. Um, And I have to say, I really enjoyed all the video content and film content that they put out. One of them really stood out to me in particular. I've actually posted the short film on the Facebook page. It's called Killian, um, and it's by Killian Jorget. Um, I am mispronouncing his name, but he's an ultra mountain runner. Um, The guy is phenomenal. Like The guy motivated me to get out and just train. And I think the most comedic moment is a scene where he's talking about how he's going to do seven summits of a particular mountain range over the course of one day. And all he brought was four Snicker bars to eat. Um, I laughed uncontrollably and I was very humbled by the fact that this guy is a monster. Um, He's younger than myself, thank goodness. 
but it was just amazing that he is like a mountain goat and just the sheer enthusiasm and um positivity and zeal for life uh of cresting those summits um and knowing the mountain knowing himself knowing his pace um all those really resonated with me so i if you can go check it out i believe solomon is the creator on this one um it's a beautiful 15 minute film can't recommend it enough and i also can't thank uh the bike shop bikes and beyond enough for uh providing me with the tickets and the experience for enjoying it so just wanted to give you a quick uh what i do outside of the bike shop all right so this last last uh segment that i got for you this week is um something that i saw on instagram and i have to admit I was very much um, into it. This is part of the culture of cycling and what have you. Rafa, a luxury clothing brand that I personally really enjoy, um, full disclosure, is coming out with uh, custom clothing for cycling teams. um, And they sort of revealed little snippets of designs for uh, Due North, the two brothers there, James and Dylan. Kudos, that looks like a hot, hot jersey, very much on brand for what you guys are doing. Looking forward to the videos and the hunts that you guys are going to be coming out with. Secondly is uh, Team Yacht Club, uh, a cycling group out of Texas, and uh, their design, I really feel, is very much them. And lastly, Leave It On The Road, the uh, prostate cancer charity ride uh, group, I have to say, or affiliation, their photos uh actually inspired me to shoot while riding um just the sheer content that they put out is tremendous uh it also got me onto the photographers that have helped them out in the past um they're truly an inspiration for what i like to do on the bike when i shoot and the vibe i try and go for however i am not associated with uh such a um positive uh outcome charity that they are and brand that they're putting out um i have to give big kudos to the design team at rafa for being just tremendously on point with those respective brands uh slash teams and i'm very much excited to see what comes forward from that i did sign up for the early registration to find out um you know what the pricing is uh what is available in terms of the garments and pieces uh how are they like what's the fit and what's the cut is it the protein cut is it the classic cut um i'm very interested in finding all that out i've got some kind of small designs in the old percolator of a brain here and i'm very much wanting to get um some luxury stuff that is beyond uh what the bike shop provides and it's a bit beyond of what uh other brands uh and groups that i ride with i do want to sort of start my own thing um maybe not saying bike shop boyfriend maybe on it but uh it would possibly be uh very much on brand with the group of friends that we all ride together i really feel like we love the passion and the activity and the sport enough that we should maybe invest in some pieces together um whether we do or not is sort of beside the point but i do sort of uh really feel that like you know in 30 40 years if i'm not riding this way anymore if i've moved on or what have you um there's going to be like a very well-made garment at the time that uh you know i can maybe show my kids or my grandkids um in the future so just 
that's, those are my thoughts. Got to give big kudos to the brand. Um, it really does exemplify what Rafa is about, about getting people to inspiring their ride, uh, to encouraging them to ride and getting clothes that actually perform for that particular purpose. So everyone give yourselves a round of applause. Yay! That's amazing. Um, yeah. So if you can show all those brands some love, uh, do North team yacht club, as well as leave it on the road. Phenomenal designs. Can't wait to see more, uh, in action with the kit looks like and future content coming from all those providers. Cheers. All right. I think that's going to sort of wrap this all up. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I always enjoy making these podcasts and sort of giving my views of what's all gone on in the bike shop this past week. Um, insights, what I've seen, what's happening in uh, bike culture and this and that. Um, if you got any questions, comments, advice, uh, anything that you're into at the moment, I want to hear about it. You can hit me up uh, here on anchor.fm or uh, Instagram. I'm available for DMs and all that. Uh, reach me at Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N-W-H-T, as well as on Twitter. Again, same handle, at Dustin, W-H-T. Um, be sure to check out the Facebook page. It's going to be my full name, Dustin White, uh, just like the color. And yeah, uh, hopefully you have yourself a great week. Again, thanks for listening. And if you can, if you're on anchor.fm, hit the applause button. I'd like to, you know, get some love. But also just thank you. I, I really do appreciate, you know, getting a little bit of kudos every now and again. You know, just bump up the ego. <laughs> All right. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Yeah.